Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1234 in Edmonton. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Go down and see Rebecca and her staff at Roos Chris and tell them Oilers now sent you. We head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Cree. Again, they've got Bill Engvall, March 24th, and Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Hello, Elliot. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Well, uh, let's see. The team's 29-34-4, but we get to watch Connor McDavid every night. So even though it's been a tough year, uh, there's lots of storylines moving forward for Edmonton to watch as well. Uh, we've seen, yes, that's true. Right? Like you got uh, Aberg coming in, Kajula. You know, where are these guys going to slot moving forward? Um, Ethan Bear getting some minutes right now. You know, and then we've got Milan Lucic and Andre Sekra that need to have good finishes to the year to build on for next season after some very difficult stretches. So there's lots shaking. You know what I'm saying? I understand, yes. Uh, there's always a lot going on. It's never quiet in a Canadian hockey market. How tough do you think it is to play in a Canadian market? Depends on where you are. Like, uh, you know what? Like, uh, like Bob. Like, I, I just, I just calm down Vancouver from throwing firebombs at me. Do you want me to light up Edmonton too? Is that what you got me on for today? No, uh, Look, not, a, not at all. Uh, I, I would just say this. Look, it's the, the thing that makes it tougher right now. There is that you guys have made the playoffs like once in the last twelve years. Like in right. any market, it's going to be hard like that. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, the one thing is that Edmonton is lucky, is that, you know, there'd be a lot of markets in the NHL where if you had struggled like that and hadn't made the playoffs like that, people just wouldn't care. And at least in Edmonton, the passion means you have interest. It shows that when you have a year like last year, you can pay, you can have people who will gladly pay $80 a ticket to stand in the concourse and watch a playoff game. That's amazing. There's a there's a bunch of other markets in this league that would kill for that kind of interest. So I think the I understand the frustration of the fan base. I understand why they're mad. Uh, but I also, if I was the owners of the Edmonton Oilers, I would say, thank God they're like this because when we're good, they're right behind us. All right. Well, I'll take it one step further. They also got lucky in back to back years in 2014. Uh, a strong argument can be made. They got the best player out of that draft. And, hey, David Pasternak, who was drafted by Keith Gretzky, fine player for Boston. Obviously, Aaron Ekblad has had some concussion issues. He's heck of a defenseman. Uh, but the fact is, Leon Dreisettle right now is tracking to be the best player of anybody from that draft year. Uh, and you know what? Buffalo could have taken him. They didn't. And then, conversely, you look at 2015 winning the lottery. So, I mean, Elliot, a different perspective here. Imagine where Edmonton would be right now if they didn't have McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yes. Now, I think the biggest question is, can they be convinced to play a part? (laughs) 
Well, uh, you know, I was having this conversation last night. I think Dreisaitl's best stretch this season was when he was centering his own line. He took ownership of it. Uh, he was a dominant player for about a 10- to 12-game stretch. And you've always got that card to return to by putting those two together. And in fairness, over the last couple of games, I mean, we're watching Milan Lucic go through a tough time. And there's some challenges uh, with that line as a result of that as Milan tries to play himself out of it. He's a 29-year-old veteran here, too. I'm not picking on Milan. Milan would accept his responsibility in that situation. So, But to me, this year, the best Leon Dreisaitl has looked has actually been at center, not on the wing. Yeah, and you know what? In general, I think it's going to give... If Edmonton wants to win, and I mean really win, they're going to have to understand that they're probably going to have to play on separate lines. Now... That doesn't mean that there aren't going to be moments where you can put them together. You can put them together on the power play. Um, but if you look at Pittsburgh, why have they won two Stanley Cups in a row? Because one line they can come at you with Crosby, and another line they can come at you with Malkin, and the third line they can come at you with Kessel. And, you know, they put good pieces around them, guys who are happy to accept their roles and play well, and they're impossible to beat. And uh, that's what it comes down to. And I understand that McDavid and Drysaddle like playing with each other. They like being line mates. But for the best long-term health of the team, they're going to have to learn how to play a part more often. Bob Nicholson made an appearance on Hockey Night in Canada last Saturday night. I know we got some feedback uh, from it on the show here. And lots of guys reached out to me over the course of the last five or six days to discuss. I'd like to get your opinion of what we saw. Well, I thought it was very interesting. You know, to me, Bob... like it was kind of it was, first of all, I thought it was a good interview, and I thought Bob had a lot of interesting things to say. As a viewer, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I thought it was pretty interesting because I thought Bob wanted to say more, and he was just keeping. He was trying to say that we're going to do things, but he didn't want to really say what they were going to do, and he didn't want to give away too much. So he was straddling a bit of a line. I thought the most interesting thing was there were going to be changes, but we basically fired a lot of people here, and I don't believe in doing that unless you have something better. And that said to me, Bob, that, and I could be totally reading this wrong, is that I got the sense that that means they're going to see what other changes get made and how that might affect their decisions. Now, the one caveat I throw into all of this is I'm not exactly sure who is going to make the final decision in Edmonton. Is it going to be Bob? Is it going to be Peter Shirelli? Is it going to be Daryl Cates? Is it going to be Wayne Gretzky? Is it going to be someone else? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So until we know for sure whose ultimate decision it is, I think it makes it that much harder to know what the final outcome is going to be. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. In your 31 hits, you also hit on Oscar Kleffbaum. Yeah. He has played a little bit better over the last week and a half to two weeks. Yep. This is a player that would have a lot of cash in the marketplace in the summer, wouldn't he? Yes, he would, because he's signed to a very reasonable contract. Um, you know, he's a defenseman, uh, a potentially a top two defenseman, and those guys, you know, don't come easy. Um, you know, you guys are going to have to make decisions. You've got Darnell Nurse, who's due for a raise, and that's gonna, that might lead to some changes. And, you know, you guys have said that you want to change up your mix a little bit, and that would certainly do it, too. I mean, 
I, I have said I don't really get why he's playing. Um, you know, he clearly, as you said, he may be playing better lately, but he played most of the year pretty hurt, and everyone knew it, yourselves and the team you guys were playing against. Um, I, I, I understand there is a question about how about the process. If he it does get shut down, like, does he want to have surgery? Does he not want to have surgery? I, I don't know the whole story, but I have been told there is an issue there. But the fact is, there really is no other logical reason at this point in time for the fact that he's playing. And, and I do, since I first said it, which was earlier in the week on a, on a hit on um, Hockey Central, I've had some people reach out to me and say, yes, that there is some of that going on. So I do think that there is, the, I'm not saying you will be traded, but I do think there is the possibility of it. Uh, all right. What happened in Carolina, Elliot? You know, I'll, I'll take the owner at face value. I spoke to him yesterday morning, and I think he's got no reason to lie uh, about this. And he just said that, um, you know, he just said that I have no problem with Ron Francis as a person. But I'm not. We're not on the same as. Uh, we're not on the same level in terms of the way we believe in leading, and they don't have compatible uh, strategies. Ron Francis believes in a certain way. Tom Dundon does not believe in that, and Tom Dundon wanted a change, and that's exactly why the change was made. Now, I think it's going to be interesting. I feel like there's a lot of interest in that job. They've already begun reaching out to speak to people for permission, um, and they're going to interview a lot of people. I wouldn't be surprised if Don Waddell, who was the president there and the former GM in Atlanta, becomes the interim guy, and then somebody else takes over. But I think they're going to hit on a lot of the candidates that you would expect. Uh, is uh, Bill Peters on a short rope there? Well, I, it's tough for me to say. Like, well, the first time I interviewed Dundon was not long after he officially took over the team. I think it was ac actually a day after he had his first press conference in, uh, in Carolina because they wanted him to speak to the local media first. And I asked him about Peters, and he said that um, at the beginning he didn't seem that impressed with Peters, but the more he got to know him, the more he kind of liked him. And, you know, I think also... There were some moves like sending Marcus Kruger and Josh Juris to the minors that I'd heard that Peters had supported. So I, I, my, my, my belief, he's got one more year on his contract, and I think when you're a coach going into the last year of your deal, Bob, there's always worry. My sense is not now, um, but you never know. Um, I would just say this. I mentioned in my notes yesterday, I believe that Dundon, two guys who Dundon talks to are Dave Tippett and Brendan Morrow. Dundon lives in Dallas. He knows, quote-unquote, the Dallas Hockey Mafia pretty well. Uh, he and Morrow are tight. I believe Morrow introduced him to Tippett. I mentioned that in my notes yesterday. I heard from someone who said that Tippett is not going to Carolina, that that's not a job he's pursuing. So I would say that Peters is probably safe, but if he doesn't get an extension, then we'll see where we are. Elliot, uh, this is NCAA uh, free agent uh, time. The Edmonton Oilers signed, what, Colin Larkin out of a Div 3 school the other day. Yes. Um, yesterday, uh, Zach Whitecloud, who was from Bemidji, uh, signed with the... Vegas Golden Knights. He is from Brandon. Kelly McCrimmon from Brandon. 
I'm going to give you some names. Dan Brickley, six foot three, left shot D out of Mankato. Grant Hutton, six foot two, right shot D out of Miami. Jimmy yep. Schutz, left uh, six foot uh, puck moving D, left shot out of St. Cloud. Um, what's your feel on that? Well, I, I think Brickley is the guy who's going to get the most interest. They're still alive, right? They haven't gotten knocked right. out yet. Yeah, Brickley is the guy who's going to get the most interest. I think there's a lot of teams looking at him, and there have been a lot of teams looking at him for a while. Uh, White Cloud, there were a lot of teams in on him, and um, and he chose Vegas over, I believe, Detroit, Tampa, and Los Angeles. I know a lot of teams thought that Los Angeles was going to get him because the guy who recruited him to school now works for them, Ted Belial, but he obviously chose otherwise. Um, Brickley is the guy. And the other thing I heard, and I've got to check on it, is there were a bunch of scorers from uh, Princeton, and I think one of them is uh, Buddy Robinson's uh, brother, yep. and he's a senior, so he's coming out, but the other ones who were not, I think they're all going back to school. So I think there's a couple of names uh, off the list. Verone, I think, was one of the kids yep. who was a bit of a scorer. I think those kids are all going back to school. So um, I think there's a couple guys who are on the list that might be off them. But Brickley, the name you mentioned, is going to be the guy who gets a lot of attention. My former center, the Southside Athletic Club, Guy Gadowski, coached Princeton for a number of years. He's down at Penn State now. making yep. uh, that's, a, that's one of the best jobs in NCAA hockey. Uh, By the way, I have to tell you, Bob, that Colin Larkin kid, pretty interesting. First kid from his school ever yep. to get an NHL contract. Dylan Larkin's brother. And when I heard he was at Division Three, I assumed he was a tiny kid, but he's not. He's like six foot three. So, you know, the others, I think there were, I was told there were a couple other teams there, but I heard Edmonton were the ones that were the most serious, and they were probably the first ones to really show serious interest. So he's taking his chance based on that. Uh Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. Brian McClellan's their GM. Is, is uh, Barry Trotz going in the last year of his deal? He's in the last year of his deal now, yes. All right. So Barry is represented by Gil Scott, as is Bruce Boudreau, uh, as is Rocky Thompson, Jerry Fleming, who we got on the, the show later today, Todd Nelson, uh, that trio all. Uh, now uh, coaching in the American Hockey League at one time with Oklahoma City, the Oilers farm team. Um seems to me, and I know you mentioned him in your 31 Thoughts, Todd Reardon's a very popular name around the league, so maybe you can shed some light explain why. And maybe well, he's not hes not going anywhere. Okay. Like, I okay. think he's the... If Barry Trotz is not back in Washington, um, I think he's going to be the coach. Like, last year, Reardon, at least... Uh, I know Arizona, Buffalo, and Florida all asked to interview him, and they were all declined. And, you know... Uh, I think that there's also a Bowling Green connection between Brian McClellan and Todd Reardon. So I think if Barry Trotz is not back, he's the next coach of the Washington Capitals. I think it's interesting that Trotz has been allowed allowed to go into the last year. You know, you can tell that there's some frustration there, I think, with Barry and I think with the team. Um, I think, you know, last year's loss in the playoffs, it hurt. And I think there's still fallout there. And I think that not obviously not everybody's over it yet. I think it's affected the way they've played this year. They're kind of a weird team. Some like last Saturday night, they were awesome against Toronto in that outdoor game. They played as well in that outdoor game as I've ever seen a team play in one of those. And then they go on the West Coast and they're already they've already dropped uh, two, one to 
and I went to LA and one to San Jose. So there's just something not right there. And I just really look at the coach and I look at the players and I just, I don't know, I just see it's not meshing. It's just not working. So if you told me at the end of the year that Barry Trotz uh, walked and or they mutually agreed to walk, uh, that wouldn't surprise me in the, in the least bit. Elliot, who's the best team in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I think Pittsburgh might be again. Really? What about like Tampa? that Broussard, Like I got to tell you, that Broussard thing. There were some teams in the East that just couldn't believe it. They were like, "Oh my God, why help those guys?" Well, um, do we know what Tampa Bay is until Ryan McDonough gets in there? You know, I think Tampa Bay is really good. Uh, like, like I, this, like I think they're really good and. Top to bottom, they've been the best team all year. I, you know, I get the sense that they don't really like themselves very much at times. Like the, like the, they just look at the way they've played a bit, and they're not always thrilled with it lately. But it could be. But the problem is, is that in that division, they, everybody's had, they've all been in the playoffs since January. Right. Like Boston, right. Toronto, and and Tampa. Like Boston, I think has done a great job of keeping up their edge even though they've been in the same spot. You know, Tampa and Toronto, I think both of those teams have been like, you know what, we just haven't been, we're coasting. You know, we have, they haven't had the same line of intensity all year long. Boston's done a really good job of keeping that. And, you know, I think Tampa's really good, and when the playoffs come again, they'll be rejuvenated a bit. But I think everybody, like, when Pittsburgh got Broussard, all of a sudden, Washington was trying to get either McDonough or Eric Carlson. And Tampa, we know, was in on McDonough, obviously, and Carlson. Like, I think some of those teams look at Pittsburgh and they're like, you got to be freaking kidding me. They got that guy? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Elliot, uh, just before we let you go here, because we're going to give you the week off uh, next week. So uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy Florida. Hey, Thank you. You know what? I'm in Florida next week, too. When are you coming down? Well, we we uh, we fly to Florida Thursday. The Oilers play the Panthers on Saturday, and then we're in Tampa Bay on Sunday. You know, Tampa. Well, we're we're, we're leaving on Friday. We're right. going Sunday, and we're leaving Friday. But don't take that as like as like a personal insult that I don't like you. Well, no, most people don't. So I, I I'm quite comfortable with it. Uh, who would your three uh, finalists be for the uh, Hart Trophy right now? Oh, it's brutal. Like, it is just brutal. Well, first of all, we get to vote for five, right? All right, so give me five. Right now, it's some combination of... Because, you know what, there's, it's Patrice Bergeron, it's Malkin, it's Taylor Hall, it's Nathan McKinnon, it's Kucherov, and I know I'm missing people. You know, just off the list... Like, you know, it's Blake Wheeler. I think Blake Wheeler is in my group. You know, who am I missing? I'm, like, I'm deciding, like, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, should he be in there? He missed some time. What about, McDav- Marsh- what about McDavid? They're going to be too far out of the playoffs. Okay. They're just going to be too far out. Have we Have we not had, uh, yeah, okay. No, that's fair. That's the way it works. You know, right? I, 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 you know what? Like, if you take a look at it, the consistency is now that that if you're not in the playoffs, you don't win the big award. Like, I'll tell you this. He could be on my ballot, but he's not going to be in the top three. Um, 
You know, I'm trying to think. There's some other guys I was looking at. Like, you know, like, like I'll tell you, like, I had, I'm wondering, is there somebody on Nashville who stands head and shoulders above everybody else? And there's really not. Um, but I think the Western guys I really look at, Nathan McKinnon, Fleury missed some time, so I kind of wonder about that. Blake Wheeler, and, um, you know, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around if there's anybody in Nashville that really stands out, because that's a hell of a team as opposed to any particular yes. individual. Well, there's no question. Uh, so, so do you think Taylor Hall finished top five in votes? I think if they make the playoffs, he will. He's had a great year. I'm happy for him. He's had a phenomenal year, and he's really changed a lot. And uh, he, you know what? It just shows. Like everybody matures at their own rate, and he he's figured it out, and he's he's put it all together, and he's a hell of a player. Oh, there's no question about that. Elliot, enjoy your time in Florida. Uh, have you been there before? We went there for a day, and now we're going for well, we're going, and now we're going for the full week. So we're looking for. Well, there's like four different parks, right? That's the issue. Is anyways, have fun with it. I hope I not. leave that all to the travel coordinator, who's probably with you in the car right now, and she uh, just hey, got in. Yes. And I hope Max has a great time. Okay. Me too, Bob. Miss you next week, buddy. Take All right, care. see you, man. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of our friends River Creek Resort and Casino, uh, March 24th, Bill Engvall, April 14th, Larry the Cable Guy. When we come back, we're going to play a little trivia. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Alright, we're giving you a heads up right now. If you're looking for a great hockey road trip, we're going to have one. Sweden and Germany next fall. You follow Oilers Now with New West Travel to Europe in October. Experience of a lifetime. Now, your new West travel package will include flights, hotels, game tickets, welcome receptions. Register now for the Oilers Now Hockey Road Trip to Sweden and Germany. Space will be limited. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. Two, Stoffer Trivia brought to you by Mr. Lube. Winter driving begins at Mr. Lube, Canada's leader in car maintenance. Fairly easy question. Name the two Edmonton products playing for the Minnesota Wild that were once cut from the same team in Edmonton. Two Edmonton, they both had lengthy NHL careers now. Both kind of undersized guys. So two members of the Minnesota Wild that were once cut from a team in Edmonton. Keep the dream alive, babe. We'll have that for you when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And we'll bring aboard uh, Jerry Fleming, head coach Bakerfield's Condors. And who else we got? Serge Lajoie coming up, head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, the next half hour of voters now.